Chip Patterson here with the First Cut Podcast. Before we get into our 2018 Masters Preview, Part 1, we got to talk a little bit about CBS Sports HQ. It is the new way to get the latest scores, news, and highlights for golf and all your favorite sports. That's right, CBS Sports HQ. Brand new, 24-7 streaming channel covering the biggest games, the best plays, and crucial insights from around sports. If you were watching last night during Villanova's win against Michigan in the National Championship game, you saw our experts right there on the court interviewing players as the nets were coming down. Uh, It's where you want to be for all of the biggest games. And you can stream it anytime for free on the CBS Sports app for Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, your phone, and other connected devices, or you can watch it online at cbssportshq.com. Kyle's on there talking about golf. You'll catch me sometimes talking golf, sometimes college basketball, sometimes college football, and it's all free, and it's always on cbssportshq.com. All right, buckle up and enjoy part one of our Mega Mega Masters Masters Preview. Re-energized and ready to rock. His name is Kyle Porter, and it's Masters Week. This is the best week of the year. He's going to be down uh, on the grounds in a matter of days, hours. And Kyle, how are you feeling at this point? I'm good. The content is flowing. The coffee is flowing. The pimento cheese sandwiches are on the horizon. Uh, I'm I'm fired up. I'm I'm really you know it, it's funny what a weekend off will do for you. I, the 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 golf season is such a grind as, as we all know, but, uh, the, you know, one of the more anticipated tournaments I've ever covered and, um, it should just, I I don't know. I I just, the, the entire weekend, like as the weekend wore on, I kept thinking about Augusta. I kept thinking about who's going to be in contention. What am I going to write about? What's the storyline going to be? And, and just really getting excited about the whole thing. I, I think there's such a, there's such a joy in this, in this tournament and surrounding this tournament. And I think, you know, we've been saying it all year, but this could really be, uh, just a special one. You know, I've, I've joked that like there should be two green jackets awarded for some, for some of these. Right. And, uh, I think this, I think this might be one of the ones where it's like, you should maybe get, get a pair of jackets for one in this tournament. So when you're, uh, when your mind was creeping around to all the different corners of po- potential possible universes, um, you know, what, what would you say from your weekend meditation uh, maybe surprised you the most? We've gotten to talk a lot. And if you haven't, by the way, listened to our Ranking the Field episode uh, with Brendan Porath, you should absolutely go back and do that so that you can uh, get caught up. That was sort of the first uh, unloading of takes that we really got here on the podcast. What, what's maybe one thing in the last couple days where you started to consider more maybe than you were uh, as we started generating all this preview content? Yeah, I I don't think it's a surprise, but the the Rory Slam. Oh man, um, I, I I I try to read a ton the weekend or the week before the Masters because it's so hard to read stuff the week of because you're just you're creating and and you're you're thinking and you're 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 on the grounds a lot honestly. Uh, so I I was reading a lot over the weekend and Rory just talking about winning Augusta and just his whole attitude towards it and trying to, you know, figuring out different things, trying to figure out the puzzle pieces and him saying, look, if I get into position again, like I did in 
16 with Spieth uh, when they were in the final pairing on Saturday. He's like, I, I feel like I learned a ton from from that one. Obviously, he learned a ton in 11, but he was like 16. I learned a lot and just figuring out how to pick my spots differently. And I just think that I don't know. Nota Begay said this. I, I think I think Nota might be trying to deflect a little of the uh, the spotlight from from his boy from Tiger. Right. But Nota said that Rory's the the storyline. Like he's the main storyline. I don't think that's actually true. It's not true. <laughs> but you don't need I to th- say I don't I, think that is not true in terms yeah, of yeah. the main storyline. Not true. <laughs> it is it is a prominent one, and I think it's such an interesting piece of the grander. You know, Rory McIlroy looking at the you know what the the last maybe two to three years have had for him and and looking ahead to what the the next two to three years can be you know if if we're looking at you know what this era of his career is going to be defined by he's I think in my opinion he's still very much in in the middle of uh, a turning point and what uh like you're right what what an incredible launching point for this uh, resurgence after a little bit of uh, some disappointments than to be able to figure out the one place uh, that is that seemed to be uh, you know his uh, I, don't, I don't know what the the right allusion here is but it's just like the one the one puzzle that he just can't seem to figure out yeah and and I, and I think that I mean I personally have thought a lot about Tiger I've thought a lot about Tiger and Phil uh, I've I've thought a lot about uh, Justin Rose. I thought a lot about Bubba. I've honestly thought uh, a ton about Jordan Spieth and about what uh, him winning would be like. And and you know, kind of I, when I think about these things, I think about sort of what my angle would be, or or um, I don't know. I just ima- like it's just fun to imagine. Like I don't do that with every tournament. I don't do that with most tournaments. But to think about a second nine on Sunday uh, of Spieth just just you know, knocking down pins and, and Tiger and Phil chasing him. So I've thought a lot about all those guys, but the the one that I hadn't thought a ton about yet was Rory. And so he's the one that sort of kind of what I, we had a long drive. We drove to Oklahoma and back. So it was like five hours each way and the kids are asleep and my wife is, you know, she was sleeping or whatever. And so you just sit there and just think about the masters. Like it, <laughs> it, it was, a, it was actually a lot of fun to, 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 to daydream about and to imagine, you know, what would be the coolest scenario? And to me, it's, it's something uh, like Rory and Spieth out in front and Tiger and Phil chasing them from like the second to last pairing on Sunday. I just think that, I mean, I know that's like asking for it all, but I I just think that would be the coolest. And, and, and to think about, you know, getting a Rory Spieth redux from 2016, uh, that, that to me is, uh, is sort of maybe the more one of just one of the storylines that I hadn't really gotten into and, and kind of gotten my mind wrapped around. Okay, so we've got a lot of things to check off here on our Masters Mega Preview. Uh, I will I will give you the option right now of which way you want to steer us. I have eighteen over unders that I want to pitch to you. Um, <laughs> you and I both have our winner top ten lock sleeper surprise predictions and uh, our general expert picks that we have turned in. And I don't think that's up yet. Um, but no, no, it's we, not. we can share them here and, uh, and break them down. Uh, I also want to get into your point about 
uh, the importance of driving in in terms of being able to put on the green jacket at the end of the weekend at Augusta. So, uh, do you want to do you want to segment these? Do you want to bounce around? Because I do have uh, a a Rory over. I've two Rory over unders that we could just go ahead and dive into if you want to pepper those throughout the show. No, let, let's go. Let's go winners and and top tens first because I I, I think we're going to reference back to those a lot. Okay, cool. So. So let's let's go with that first. Do you want to go with uh, your your winner in top ten first, and then I'll go. All right, uh, I've got Phil. Um, I I just I think I think that this is such an awesome place for him uh, to be able to. And you meant you brought this up, and when you put it in my head, I I couldn't shake it. Uh, I was doing HQ over the week, CBS Sports HQ, which everyone should be watching. Brand new, twenty four seven streaming sports news and analysis. I was doing uh, golf hits for CBS Sports HQ over the weekend, and you know a lot of it was forward looking, talking about the Masters, and I just, uh, you know, you put it in my head, and it came out of my mouth. Like he is very aware of the fact that a fourth Masters uh, championship would put him in an elite category. You know, there's a couple, yeah. there's a couple guys with three, but four, man, that would that's that's Jack, Arnie, Tiger, and you. Like that is yeah. uh, absolutely yeah. incredible, and I think that the confidence that I'd referenced before when I called my shot with Phil winning, uh, I I just I, I love uh, oozing confidence. Phil slightly flying below the radar. He's my pick to win. I love it. I mean, yeah, the the idea that and it means more at Augusta. I mean, we can talk about majors and and whatever. We can talk about PGA championships, but. Four green jackets is a is a you're a baller, a, be, a big effing deal, as Joe <laughs> Biden would say. Um, and, and it and Phil and you're right, like Phil knows it, and I think that when we talk about him, I I, I think he's already, if not in the club, at least on the precipice of being one of the ten best golfers of all time. And if you've got four green jackets, you are. It, there's there's no it's solidified you're one of the four best golfers or excuse me you're one of the 10 best golfers ever and so there there's it sounds weird but there's sort of a lot of, at stake at the end of phil's career that that's been an extended end of his career and, and so good for him for for, for uh, prolonging that and and continuing to give himself chances and how about uh number two right now in the, on the tour in strokes gained number two in strokes gained putting number four yeah around the green 47 right 47 years old and and just one of the one of the nastiest players at, at scoring uh on the tour our early yeah. tour but i mean yeah i just you know you, you you've got so many awesome choices uh i'll i'll ride with phil on this one who you got winning I love it. Uh, I got Fowler, and I don't love it. Don't, you're you're so stubborn. You are so stubborn. You're sticking to your uh, bold yeah. prediction of Ricky Fowler. Yeah, I, and I broke this down uh, a little bit when we did the ranking the field last week. But he he just he didn't hit the ball very well last year, and he still played in the second to last group. So that's sort of what I'm staking this on. Uh, he's been not he's been a lousy putter this year. Same as Jordan Spieth. He hasn't hit the ball as well as Spieth, but he's hit it. He's hit it. He's hitting it really well this year. Like he is, I, I don't know. His number changed 
probably after Houston, but he was like top 15 and, and strokes gained Tita green. And, and he's been, um, he's just been solid throughout the year. Now I don't love watching the Houston open and watching him make an eight on a par five going into Augusta. I, it just, you can't have those kind of lapses at the masters and come back and, and still win the tournament. So there, there are holes certainly, but it feel I, I, I do here, here's one thing I do like, I like the feel of a contrarian pick, somebody that nobody is really going to be, um, picking this week, at least not from a media or, or kind of golf insider perspective. Now I did, see uh jeff sherman of golf odds the most uh, i think it was the most money bet on anybody this week so far ricky fowler so don't feel great about that that's mm, not good that's not good that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh is 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 fowler just uh a fan favorite in uh in las vegas or does uh sherman is sherman going by the books or is he going by like the offshore books the onlines I don't know, but yeah, he's, I mean, he, Fowler is certainly somebody that if people want to be on, you know, the side of Tiger when he wins, uh, a tournament, then, then I I would say it's sort of the Ricky's like a, like a poor man's version of that. Like people want to like ride with Ricky when he wins a a big one. Like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to watch golf this weekend. And this might be the only one of two weekends all year that I watch golf and I want to have something riding on it. I'm going to take. I'm going to take the kid in the flat bill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, dro- he dropped, by the way, he was 12th in strokes gain on approach shots last week. He dropped a 30th this week, right behind Tom Hoagie. So I'm feeling good about my master's. Pick. I mean, and even the way that like there was, was it maybe on Friday, Friday, he's like up there in the top three or four. I mean, the, the story, obviously I'm, I'm kind of happy that it ended up being Poulter because man, to have that be the full story, to have it be all the chatter around the Houston Open, and then if he had lost in the playoff, just I don't know if I would have been able to take that. Uh, shout out to Bo Hostler, though. I'm sure, I'm sure that we'll be talking about him more in the future. Uh, yeah, Ricky Fowler did not encourage me at the Houston Open, but I am I root for your pick because I think Ricky Fowler is good, and I, I want everybody to I – w- I want it to be as loaded of a leaderboard as possible for the entire weekend. You know what a loaded leaderboard would be great for? my fantasy team on draft that's right golf fans listen up if you love golf then you need to try my new favorite app it's called draft it's weekly fantasy golf but on draft you play a real live snake draft with other people that means you need to know who you're gonna want it's not like everyone gets to take phil mickelson i've got to know since i'm picking phil to win that i'm gonna be able to get phil mickelson in this real live snake draft here's how it works Drafts last for just one week, and it takes as little as two minutes to complete. Once you're done drafting, that's it. Just sit back and watch the points roll in. Drafts start every couple of minutes, so you can join one right now. Maybe we'll end up playing against each other. And here's the best part. You play for cold, hard cash. Drafts start from just $1, so there is a draft for everyone. And right now, you can join Draft today. Just search Draft in your app store and play right from your computer or mobile device. On your computer, it's going to be on Draft.com. 
And for a limited time only, all First Cut listeners get a free entry into a real money golf draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use our promo code. The promo code is FIRSTCUT. That's right. Play a real money game for free just by using the promo code FIRSTCUT when you make that first deposit. Search Draft in your app store and go to Draft.com and enter the promo code FIRSTCUT today. And maybe we'll end up playing against each other. It's for cold, hard cash. Promo code first cut. Search for draft in your app store. All right, top ten lock. I got Spieth. Lazy, lazy top ten lock pick. But I just what is he never finished below eleventh or maybe it's like five out of six below. I guess just it's all, insane. No, all four, all four below or eleventh uh, or better. Yeah, that's. Uh, I just I. It, you know, you you mentioned it. The the Narnia. He just shows up and all of his powers return. I don't I don't feel great about Spieth as my winner. Uh, I th- in ranking the field, you had him as as you know the player to beat. It's Spieth's to lose. Uh, I agree with the general sentiment there, but uh, I think that the I, I don't I'm not feeling I'm not feeling Jordan Spieth being able to outgun everyone that's going to be pushing pushing the pace here. I don't think this is going to be a Masters where Spieth is going to, you know, maybe post uh, a couple average numbers, but then some other he get he catches some breaks with the leaders, and all of a sudden things open up, and he's able to hit the gas pedal. We always talk about Jordan Spieth being able to have a feel for the the rhythms of a tournament. I I don't know, and I could be totally wrong about this. I don't know that the rhythms of the tournament are going to set up for him to be able to make a push to win. But damn at like a bare minimum, he's going to be making a push on Sunday and end up like, even if he's not in contention, like I feel like he's going to shoot a 67 on Sunday and end up finishing T four. Yeah. I mean, he's, he was number one in the field last week in strokes gained on approach shots in Houston. Uh, he is, I think he might be like top three in strokes gained on approach shots uh, for the year. And people talk about the putting, myself included. I'm raising my hand right now. Uh, Spieth is ninth in strokes gained on approach shots for the season. That's really good. Yeah, that, that is, yes. It, that's that's the thing. Rory was talking about this in some article I read. Like People talk about putting at Augusta and yeah, like whatever. That's true. But it's really how many greens are you hitting and are you are you putting yourself in bad positions? And that's the thing that Phil does so well is he doesn't he doesn't put himself in bad position positions except for, except for the year he hit it in the like he hit the only he hit the palm tree on number four and made a triple bogey on Sunday. Uh I can't remember what year that was, like twelve or thirteen or something like that. But uh Spieth's all that to say, like Spieth's iron game and his t to green play uh what is he in t to, he's th- he's number three on the pga tour in strokes gain t to green right now oh his his whole uh what's it so he's top 20 total third t to green top 20 around the green top 10 approach yeah 185th, 185th in putting. <laughs> he is losing strokes he's losing half a stroke to the field every round that's that's <laughs> atrocious but yeah I, I i there's just zero surprises if he contends even when he's not playing well and he's sort of 
I don't want to say secretly playing well, but it's kind of going under the radar how well he's hitting the golf ball right now. I mean, that was uh, saw, that was the Houston Open. Yeah, we saw it with Rory at, at Arnold Palmer. All of a sudden, you have a good putting week, and it's like you're going to win by three. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rory had kind of an all-time putting week, but I, I just think the same thing uh, could happen and and probably will happen uh, with Spieth. This or I don't I don't know if he will have a great putting week, but I do think he will he will finish in the top ten. Who's is who's uh, your top ten lock? My top ten lock is Justin Rose. Rosie. He, yeah, he's averaging a top ten finish in his last five Masters. He's got nine top twenty fives in his last ten starts here. And I think the number is fourteen of his last sixteen or fourteen of his last seventeen starts worldwide have been top tens. He's just a he's just a machine. Mm. And I, I again like I get a little hesitant about his top gear being able to to hang with with other guys' top gears, and that's sort of why I'm not picking him to win. Because I think there'll be one or two or four guys that'll just be lights out and he just won't be able to hang. But I think he's gonna be super competitive once again. Um sleeper. I've uh I'm going with Cooch. I can't believe that we've got Matt Coocher at like sixty five to one. It feels What? That's what that's what Vegas Insider had. Wow. That seems crazy. Let me check it again. I mean, that's what I turned in for our. Uh, that'll be on my my, uh, my pick for CBS Sports expert picks for the Masters. I and you know, uh, Cooch finished I think top ten at Houston, and yeah. uh, he's got four top ten finishes in the last six years. I I yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm thinking that obviously last year. Uh, at the open showing us that he's, you know, every bit, he's every bit of someone who, uh, is, can be in contention. I guess that that's gotta just come from, um, so let's see updated on the 31st Kucher at 50 to one. That's crazy. He, he, him and, uh, Adam Scott hold the, current cuts made a uh, longest streak at Augusta. They both have made eight cuts in a row. Yeah. I, and I guess that like, you know, when you're picking someone, the odds to win maybe goes back to your, your conversation about, okay, well what's Matt Kuchar's top gear, right? Like what's, well, what is, yeah. what is that? You know, uh, a Kuchar masters win is, um, and, and we'll get into this later. A Kuchar masters win is that bad weather on Saturday sends everybody, like everyone scores spiraling and all of a sudden you look up at the end of the day and like Matt Kuchar's early morning 67 has him in the top five. Yeah, totally. And, and you know, the, the thing, and I talked about this, I think in my rootability, like Kuchar winning the masters would be the coolest. It wouldn't, I mean, obviously it wouldn't be cool for ratings. It people wouldn't generally love it, but I think inside golf, people would just be i just think it'd be awesome well he's he is on that uh he's he's next in line on that list of uh both popular and um you know long running like uh, golfers without a major who've been in the mix a lot and so you know when once you know 
Sergio's popularity, as as we've discussed before, I mean, the fact that he had become like almost a popular figure is kind of crazy. Would have never believed that five, six, seven years ago. But the you know when you start to tick off these first time winners who are later in their career, it's kind of like, all right, well, who's the next up? Who's who's the next guy that's going to break through? And Kuchar's, especially after going toe-to-toe against Spieth, uh, Kuchar's high on that list, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah, Kuchar's got 10 top 10s in majors, including four at Augusta, and all four were in the top eight. And all of this has happened since 2010, yeah. which is remarkable. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. He's not – I mean, obviously, Sergio's a better career player, but Kuchar's sort of in that vein of, like, in his late 30s, has never won a major, but he's had a lot of, you know, a lot of really impressive finishes at majors. And I don't know. I just think it would be awesome to see the, – the two guys that I always look at when it comes to that are, are Kuchar and uh, Brant Snedeker. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I, I just think it would be cool if either one of them won the Masters. Aren't they both from uh... – is Snedeker's are maybe a few years younger, but I kind of feel like they're both from that same, uh, not awkward, but I think history will look back on the pre Spieth era of American, of young American golfers, uh, in an interesting light. It's almost like, yeah, like the, the post Hunter Mahan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the post Jordan years or something, you Nick know, like, yeah, that's, I, I think that, I think that that's uh, that's an interesting spot. Like the, you know, like Jason Duffner is part of that crowd. Well, yeah, it, and and especially to contrast it with because in Europe you had you had Lee Westwood, you had Henrik Stenson, you had Justin Rose, who are guys that are, you had Sergio. So uh, these guys are like all time Ryder Cuppers, and they've got majors, and uh, they're they're just. Uh, from a European perspective, they're historically really good players. And on the American side, I mean, and, and part of this is sort of the tiger black hole sucking some of the life out of everybody else. But you, you don't have that sort of late 30s. Um, the, the guys in their late 30s just aren't as good as in the U, on the U.S. side as they are on the European side. Yeah. Um, who's your sleeper? Uh, I got I got Patrick Cantlay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eighty to one. So here is my here is my rationale. He's probably one of the best. I don't know, twelve, sixteen ball strikers on the PGA Tour. This is obviously a ball strikers event. Uh, Justin Ray had a great stat. The last seven winners have all been inside the top ten on the PGA Tour and strokes gain T to green going into the tournament. Cantlay's not there, but he is, uh, at least in the last few years, been one of those guys. I think he finished like 11th on the PGA Tour and strokes gain T to green last year. Like He's just one of the best ball strikers on the tour. And he's got, uh, he doesn't have a huge history here, but he was low AM in 2012. And the thing that was really interesting to me is that you can you you can there's a there's a scenario that exists in which you can sort of parallel his trajectory to Jordan Spieth's and that's crazy I know like I don't I don't actually think that Cantlay is as good as Spieth but Cantlay this will only be his 50th PGA Tour event and Spieth uh, contended at the Masters so the 14 Masters that he lost to Bubba and finished second that was his 43rd event. So Cantley's only played seven more. This, and that sounded crazy to me. I double-checked it. 
He's only played in seven more PGA Tour events than Spieth had when he finished second in 2014. So that's sort of the trajectory that I was putting him on. Uh, they both had one. Uh, Cantlay has a win. Spieth at that time had a win. Obviously, Spieth was younger, but in terms of PGA Tour experience, they were sort of on the same path. Um, so I don't know. I could see him. He's one of the few sort of, I guess, quote unquote, non superstars that I could see having the stuff to kind of hang with your Rory's and your Spieth's and your Bubba's and your DJ's this week. I mean, we, we know it, we know about the pedigree. It's a good pedigree. Love a golfer with a good pedigree. Yeah. He was number one in the, in the, uh, world amateur rankings for like 56 weeks. Um, all right. What's your, do you remember what your surprise prediction is? Yeah, my surprise prediction is that Tiger's going to hold a lead on Thursday and Friday and everything's going to melt. <laughs> and and then, and then he's going to fade on on the weekend. That's and that is gonna, a realistic surprise prediction. Yeah, and it's going to it's not like it's weird because it's not actually a surprise. It wouldn't it, that that is a thing that if it happens it wouldn't really surprise me, but I think it would surprise people who are tuning into golf for the first time this year or uh, expecting to see Tiger from like 12 or 11 or 10 because that's just not the the Tiger you're going to get. And so people expecting to see the Tiger who played well on Thursday, went low on Friday or Saturday and closed on Sunday. That's that's not I, – I don't think that's what's going to happen. But I do think he's going to be good and contend early and then fade late. And it's going to be – it's going to be – if that happens, it's going to be a very bizarre – in fascinating uh, sort of subplot to the entire tournament. Do you put anything into, uh, you know, it talking to, to football coaches, talking to basketball coaches from my experience the you know, I, I am a, a big believer and I do not think that it is, um, you know, an overplayed adage or uh, talking point about, you know, your game legs. Do you, at what do you factor that in? for tiger in a golf tournament. I mean, I think we kind of have talked about that a little bit in this comeback, but I, I just think about the, the physical, the emotional energy that is going to, could be burned up and spent. And the fact that I think in one of these, I can't remember which one, but in one of these recent strong tiger performances, it was, you know, maybe even two of them, you on Sunday, he just, he's so close and he doesn't have, you know, he just can't get that birdie. It it almost to me looks like the, like the impact of, no, it just, it takes X amount of rounds or X amount of tournaments with four playing all four rounds before you really get back into the physical and emotional uh, rhythms of being able to manage all that. Yeah, I, I think that's right. You know, I, I think for some guys, it's more of a, a mental thing. And so some guy, Rory talked about how in 11, he just wasn't like basically mentally prepared to win the Masters. And I, I've heard Spieth talk about that same sort of thing. And so f- for Tiger, the way he's sort of categorized uh, everything throughout his career, I, I don't think that will be an issue. I, I think that that, that will be if he's in contention, that part of it is like riding a bike for him. Like he just under like mentally understands what it's like to be in contention at a major on a Saturday or Sunday. But I do think physically, I mean, these, these are long days. These are, these are exhausting events, uh, physically. And like you said, emotionally. 
And so I, I do think there's a sense of like when, when he needed it, I mean, he was obviously the best in shape guy on the entire tour for 10 or 12 years or whatever. And all of a sudden he's a little bit older. He's not as in, in, or he's not in as good of a shape. He's still in good shape. I just don't know. I just think the tank runs a little bit. Uh, it, it's not as full, you know, like there, there's not the, there's not the reserves to go to on a Sunday afternoon. Now, maybe the, maybe your adrenaline takes over and none of that matters. But I, I just think that when you've got guys like DJ and Rory and and even Spieth, who's who's just physically doesn't seem to really get worn out, that 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 kind of thing can make a difference. I think it can matter. And so Tiger at 42, I just don't think he's got the. I don't know that he has the closing kick that he used to. Um, my surprise prediction. I, I don't know if it's I don't I don't even want to say it's less realistic because I just want it so bad. My surprise prediction is that Fred Couples shoots a sixty five on Thursday or Friday. Wow. Yeah. Sixty five. Sixty five. Let's go. I said <laughs> my description said there's going to be an incredible buzz at the start of this tournament, and with so many top players bringing intrigue, it seems only right that we look up from the craziness of it all to see the 1992 champion on a heater posting or tying the low single round score of the week. His best score ever at a Masters is a 66. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) 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 That was in in 2010 when he finished sixth. Yeah, so I was thinking, uh, so he's finished in the top 20 six of the last seven times. And so I'm not doubting his ability to repeat that feat. I'm just trying to go an extra leg and say maybe the reason it happens is because he just blacks out on one of these first two days. <laughs> I would love Fred Couples blacking out and going low. I love it. I love it. Um, that's that's fantastic. Do you remember what your top five in order was? Uh, I've got it up right here, so I do remember it. I had... And the the top five in order thing is like you start you start writing it out and you're like, well, this is never going to happen. This is crazy. Right. Because if it if it did happen, it would be like, holy hell, that was the craziest major championship I've ever. Uh, But my top five in order, Fowler, Spieth, Jason Day, DJ and Paul Casey. Yeah. See, that's insane. But you know what's awesome? I've got Paul Casey at five, too. What, What was your top five in order? Phil, Rory at two. Rose at three, Speed at four, Casey at five. So you're you're in on you're in on the Phil Rory Sunday yeah. Sunday showdown. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I I wrote I wrote uh, I wrote ten or eleven preview pieces for CBSSports.com, and my favorite one that I wrote was comparing the generational powerhouses of Tiger and Phil against the young guys, but use, but, but using like doing it through the prism of Phil against Rory. So and we talked about, we talked about that last week with Porath, and I just said, I, and that's, that's my number. So if Tiger Phil is your, is my number one dream pairing, uh, Phil Rory actually over Tiger Rory is my, is my number two. I here's the way that I imagine my top five like because you're right the, you're not actually writing down what you believe to be 
the way the leaderboard's going to look at the end of the day on Sunday. The, I'm using my predicted top five in order to give you a basic, like to flesh out my basic predictions for what I'm feeling about this golf tournament. So it's like Justin Rose, uh, I think is going to be uh, playing really well. And I think he's going to have a good score and it's going to give him a shot. I think that Paul Casey is in that same uh, situation. I think Jordan Spieth at four is a Jordan Spieth at four where uh, he has to fight his way up to four to be able to get there. And then my Phil and Rory is just all in on what you're, what you're, what you put into the universe, and I'm trying to continue to push it, is that we get two of the greatest and most dramatic headliners in golf just going at each other. Like I wouldn't be surprised if it's uh, like Rose leading uh, at some point on Sunday, and then on the back nine, Phil and Rory just go insane, shot for shot, birdie for birdie. I mean, to, to think about like Phil and Rory shooting a combined like 63 on the on the back nine on Sunday be insane I mean, it, yeah and 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 I sort of alluded to it in my piece I think it's coming out on Tuesday or Wednesday or something but I just said if we get if we get like a like you know how Phil gets a little like crazy when he gets on a heater yes like he's his a madman like, his his eyes are like you're like is he okay like <laughs> Should we check on him? Yeah. Is there a doctor? So he gets a little wild eyed and to see that happen in front of like a, just a, just a pissed off Rory, like just, just dying to win the grand slam. I mean, how, how good would the emotion be in that? Oh, it'd be beautiful. I, the, that, and like, that's one of those things where I would be very thankful for the, the multiple different ways that we can view uh, the masters from uh, the fans yeah. here, because you, I mean, if tiger is playing on Sunday, he's in this, in this universe that we've sort of painted or predicted, he's probably going off, uh, a lot earlier. And that means that there's going to be a lot of the, the main broadcasts as, as you might expect covering, you know, tiger, is he going to make a move? Is he going to make a move? Is he going to make a move? And I'm going to be like, no, 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 no. That's awesome. I get it. But I'm going to need another screen watching every single second of Phil and Rory. I want to see every single moment between the two of them on the green. That's all I want. Yeah, I do too. I mean, styles make fights, obviously. And and those guys are so stylistically uh, different just in the way they play and uh, it would it would just be I think, I think it would be captivating uh, in a, in a way that I don't know in in a way that even Rory and Tiger wouldn't be. Uh, um, we would have I, I don't we would have a Phil Mickelson doing a Kermit drinking tea after a Rory missed putt. <laughs> he would like roll his eyes and take a si- he would roll his eyes and take a sip of his water as he looks at his brother. <laughs> like seconds after Rory misses yet another putt. <laughs> and I don't, I don't, it would almost be too much for golf Twitter to handle. Like it, it just, it wouldn't even like you could nothing you could say or joke about could live up to like what, what was actually uh, taking place on the, <laughs> on the grounds. It was, it, I mean, unless we get like, and we, this is the thing. Like we keep joking about all these things. Like, Oh, haha! Ha, we're gonna get a crazy Rory Reed shootout at the 16 Ryder Cup, and then you're like, "Holy crap! This is the greatest 
Ryder Cup match of all time. Yeah. You know? And so, like, all these things that were like, oh, ha, ha. And then they happen, and then they're better than we imagined. So who knows? But, yeah, I, I, Phil and when I was daydreaming about, about the Masters, Phil and, and Rory going at it was was uh, certainly in, in, you know, if not the, the primary thing that I was thinking about, it, it was up there. All right, Kyle, hang tight. Right on the other side, we got part two, which will include our 18 over-unders for the 2018 Masters.